Hey everybody, welcome back. For those of you that don't know me, I am Katie, and it looks like that I have really enjoyed taking breaks this year. <laughs> Every time I tell you we're back, I take another break, but I think that we can all understand this year has been a little bit out of the usual. So all of that to say, we are back, and we have a wonderful lineup coming the next few weeks. So just to give you a little sneak peek, um, the episodes that we've been teasing on surrounding our work in Thailand with anti-trafficking and child exploitation, those are coming up with our friends from Thailand. We have some of our friends and partners coming on to talk to you guys about their area of expertise and uh, their experience with the table. And then in between having guests, from one guest to another, you will be hearing episodes like this that are just all me and you hanging out, which I'm actually really excited about, and I hope that you guys are too. This year in particular, our heartbeat behind Making Room is really uh, to be educational and informative. I want you guys to leave every episode feeling like you have a new skill that you've kind of um, like obtained from listening to the episode. And so every week that you listen, again, our goal is that you walk away with a buildable and a different, a unique skill as you build your confidence filling your table. Now, we understand that there is the side of hospitality that is food and design. We are absolutely going to be talking about that. But there's also the part of hospitality behind the table, which is the preparing your heart, which is the confidence, uh, which is the difficult conversations. And in that one category of difficult conversations is a whole slew of topics that we can cover and that we plan to cover. So I'm very excited for 2021 in the way of this podcast because I think it's going to be a year that we are together building this confidence for whenever we are able to fill our tables again with ease. And I know some of you guys are filling your tables now, so whatever position you're in, we are going to be building confidence together, and I am so excited. (laughs) Welcome to Making Room, a podcast by Gather Intentional Living and Everyday Hospitality. Listen, we understand that the way that our culture often portrays hospitality is unattainable, and sometimes even just the thought of opening your door is crippling. Join us in the pursuit to bringing beauty, meaning, and celebration back to the everyday gathering. Go ahead, take your seat. We saved one just for you. Wow, am I pumped for this conversation. So we are actually going to dive right into the difficult conversation aspect of hospitality, and we're going to do it right now. <laughs> we're not we're not easing in. We're just going to do this thing. I wish that I got this episode out before the holidays, but we're still kind of in the general time of year where gathering is happening or maybe not. I know it's a little bit of a weird year, but regardless, um, I think that this conversation rings true no matter who's at your table. So I want to talk about the side of hospitality that I've actually never heard talked about before, and I think that my newlywed self would have loved to hear this from someone, so I hope that this is helpful to you. Um, I've been following a lot of boundaries uh, Instagram accounts. They talk a lot about things that uh, maybe trigger relational anxiety or stress at the holidays or um, things that can be like things uh, with certain people's personalities that could just really be a trigger to other personalities. Anyways, it got me thinking, as a host, what can we do to kind of create this culture of ease and trust at our gatherings? So 
I broke it down into three categories, three or four, depending on how you look at it, of ways that, again, we as a host can kind of cultivate this trust culture and make people feel at ease. So let's just dive into this. Um, If you wanted to take notes, that'd be awesome. I think that this is something that might even take a while for you to chew through and really think through and grasp. So let's start off with um, number one. Number one on our list is not to gossip. It's one of those things in culture that has become really normal. And I actually, I actually really understand it. Like there's no, I don't have judgment for people that do. I think that gossip is one of those things that happens when we don't know what to talk to people about. And I think especially it's easy when we are afraid of being vulnerable ourselves. Like when we are Uh, reserved in talking about our own lives or uncomfortable asking people about their lives. So gossip is something, just to reiterate that, that happens when we are, how do I want to say it, like unsure of kind of just like constructive relational dialogue, (laughs) okay? So what happens though is at our gatherings, I mean, I'm sure you could think of them, this gossip kind of goes rampant and it becomes like the focus of conversation. And I am not making myself exempt from this. I find myself in this all the time. And sometimes my husband will say like, Kate, what happened there? And I'll catch myself. I'm like, wow, I was really insecure in that situation. I really didn't know what to talk to that person about or I felt really intimidated and I just went there. And I try to always follow up with an apology. I don't always get to, but it's, I just said that to make sure you know, like I feel like it's a normal thing in culture. So what do we do about that? Uh, What do we do when gossip is present at our gatherings? One thing is redirect the conversation uh, to something else. I don't don't care if you talk about food. You could talk about the food all night long if that's all you have to talk about (laughs) until you start to build and develop the skill. But I would just say redirect. Now, when gossip is happening at your your gathering, not only does it kind of leave people give people a bad taste in their mouths about the conversation, it actually makes other people feel unsafe. Okay, so picture this. Picture I'm talking to a new friend um, about someone else, and like I said, it's horrible. I could think of a particular situation, and other people are in the room, right? And they're hearing me and someone else gossip about someone. Automatically in their minds, they're thinking, oh my gosh, what if she's going to talk about me? If you could picture that situation and you're the outsider, what are you going to do? What's your response going to be? You're going to be more reserved, right? Because you're not going to want to expose anything that might be told in the future. Here's what I want to encourage. When you are at your gatherings, again, redirect conversation, think, is this dialogue going to make other people at my table feel safe? If you find yourself in a moment of gossip or if you hear someone else gossiping, say, hey, Listen, I totally get it. I understand why we want to talk about it, but like, let's talk about something else. I'm sorry that I gossiped. I shouldn't have done that. And then just redirect. Okay. We want our guests to feel safe. And in fact, uh, we had a friend in Thailand when we lived there that had a sign on their wall that said, absent people are safe here. And it took me, honestly, it took me a while to understand the fullness of that Um, But when I did, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do that, not just with a sign on my wall, but I want to do that with the way that I'm conversing in my home um, and in the way that I manage dialogue at my gatherings. Number two, 
engage your guests with conversation. So if we're talking about eliminating gossip, especially in the presence of like insecurity or uncertainty, the kind of like opposite of that or the contrast would be engaging people with intentional conversation. Now, I had um, a few friends a few years ago for the first time in my life that were really intentional question askers. Like I would see them and they would ask me a question like, hey, Katie, how's your heart after Colby's accident? Or I know you shared with me about your dream for Gather. How are things going with it? What would you like it to look like in a few years? Or just things like that. So with those examples in mind, um, I want to kind of break it down. Because what those intentional questions did for me is I was like, wow, you are showing me with your question asking that you actually really care about me, that you, that me being here right now matters, that you want me to stay and that you actually want to invest in our relationship. You know, can you see the difference in that? So here is how you become an intentional or an engaging question asker. So I understand that there are two types of people at most gatherings. There are those that are more extroverted, like I would be. There are some that are more introverted that don't share as much with you in dialogue. However, the way to start with this, with either type of personality, is to pick up on something that they have already shared with you. So if you came across me in the past five years, chances are I would have shared with you my burning passion and vision for Gather. Even if it was just quickly in passing, I probably told you because it was like the forefront of my mind. Or if there's someone um, a little bit younger, maybe in high school, they might have shared with you their excitement and plans for uh, the colleges they're going to apply to. Or maybe someone later in life is reaching retirement and they are really excited about a volunteer opportunity or a new hobby that they're going to pick up. Whatever it is, I'm sure that you could pick one little snippet of a conversation that you can expand on. Then from there, I want you to use that and turn that into questions. So using those examples, here's what that would look like. Hey, I heard that you're applying to college. Tell me, what one would you love to go to if you could get accepted to any? Why would you want to go there? What's most exciting about that school to you? Or hey, I heard you're starting a small business. I'd love to hear about it. What kind of customer would you like to serve? What would you what would you do if money wasn't an obstacle for you? And then maybe someone kind of reaching retirement, looking for hobbies, saying, hey, like retirement's huge. It's a really big life change. Are you feeling ready for it? Are you a little bit anxious? What will you what will you do with your time when you reach retirement? These types of things can really build dialogue. And here is, oh man, it's so hard. <laughs> Here is probably my biggest tip for becoming an engaging question asker. When you are doing this, this part of the conversation is really not about you. This is you showing your guests that you want to invest in the relationship. Now, the hope is that it would return, um, that the questions would come back full circle, but they don't always. In the event that they don't come back to you, please do not make this about yourself. The whole goal of engaging question asking is again, to pour into this person and show them that you are present, you are listening, and that you care. Every time you turn it back to you, which again, I'm very guilty of, you are redirecting that focus that you're pointing at them back to yourself, and that will interrupt relationship, okay? So give them the time and the space to be asked the questions, to answer the questions, and then 
Um, depending on how the conversation goes, you could start. You could share about yourself um, upon completion of their side of the conversation. So let's bring that all together. So one of the ways to build trust, the second way that we're talking about, is to become an intentional question asker with attentive listening. Now I just, wow, I just pulled that in my head, didn't even know that was in there, but an intentional question asker with attentive listening. And then sometimes, guys, I've left left conversations where I'm like, wow, I actually really wanted them to ask about me. You know, I'm sure you felt that too. Like I just listened to them for so long and I really cared, but don't they care about me? Just like we're doing right now, guys, where we are learning about this maybe for the first time. Sometimes people just need to be modeled to like to be shown how to have these kind of conversations. And you might notice like three conversations in with this person, they'll start asking you questions, but it takes time. Okay. So don't be discouraged. And if anything, be encouraged that your pocket of time that you gave them with these intentional questions could have breathed belonging that they've probably never felt before. Just like when I met this group of friends a few years ago, I had never felt it before in my life and it changed the way that I approach relationships. So Hold on to it with hope and really enjoy that time that you are asking people questions because people are fascinating. Their journeys are just, people's stories can change your life. Take that as a unique privilege um, at your gatherings to soak that up and to really embrace it. So number three slash four, um, well, let's just break it into two. I'll call it three. Number three is <laughs> an unpopular hospitality tip, especially when it comes to building trust, because it is so dang uncomfortable. I wish it wasn't, but it is the way it is, especially in our culture. And that is apologize as a way to build trust. How many of you guys want to turn this podcast off right now? Hands up. (laughs) So we're human, right? Like as kind as someone is, as thoughtful as someone is, whatever, we end up hurting each other. Sometimes it's personality. Sometimes, like I said before, things come out of your mouth and you're like, why the heck did I just say that? A lot of different options and roads we could go down with this. But when those when those situations are unsettled and then you're expected to be in a room with someone for a gathering, it creates this divide, okay? It's like the elephant in the room at a gathering. Now you have two options there. You can leave the things, the situations unresolved and have a mediocre gathering. You are not, I promise you, you are not going to get the meeting, the meaning out of a gathering with unresolved offense. Or you could choose to have some kind of apology and dialogue and free up some of that tension and those walls, those guards that are up, okay? So now this doesn't have to be like this full-blown situation unless maybe it needs to be, you know best. But I'm thinking of someone coming over and saying, hey, Katie, I... I am so sorry I said that. I really shouldn't have. I really don't think about you that way. Do you forgive me? Can we move on? Or if I said, hey, like, I I know the way that I reacted to that situation before. I, it's not how I usually react. I was just a little bit heated. Like, I'm so sorry it wasn't personal. Little things like that. Now, you are not responsible for the person that you are apologizing to, okay? it In this situation, it doesn't matter that there be, like, full resolution. (laughs) I am just saying getting your apology out there is so incredibly powerful with just how you are perceived and uh, feelings towards you. Okay. So again, our goal here is really meaningful gatherings and 
this is overlooked so often because it hurts pride, right? Like it's really hard to admit that something we said was wrong and I'm right there with you. (laughs) Um, But by doing so, it is kind of restoring and healing gatherings. And I promise you on the other side of this is a type of gathering maybe you've never imagined because there's been so much hurt. So I could go into that all day long, (laughs) but we'll just leave it at that. Now, my second part to this is to celebrate people super, super, super well. So if apologizing is one side, on the other side of it, I want this to get awkward. Okay, please hear me when I say that. I'm saying it in kind of like a comical way. I am envisioning when we are at gatherings telling people, hey, the way you decorated that table is so beautiful. I really appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time to do that. Or maybe you haven't seen someone in a while since they helped you last. And you say, hey, the way you called me every single day or every single Friday in quarantine really like saved me. That meant the world to me. So here what I'm trying to say. I think that we don't do this enough, but again, it can kind of, um, I'm picturing like a vacuum that's like pulling a gathering together. The way that apologies can do that, celebrating people can also do that because what happens in our minds is sometimes relational anxiety will lie to us. Um, experiences will lie to us. Part of our stories will lie to us. And I have been in each one of those scenarios. <laughs> so by you celebrating people and affirming uh, things in them that are important to you will be a magnetic force in a relationship and bring you guys together. So this is very complex. A lot of this is enough content to be drawn out into an hour-long conversation. I just wanted to today drop in to give you these three slash (laughs) four unconventional hospitality tips as you guys are taking more of our classes, as you're interacting with our social media more, and you're seeing a whole lot of food and design. It was important to me to start talking about this because they go hand in hand and one will never be complete without the other. So here is how I'd like to close. This is a lot, guys. And for some of you, you're hearing this and you're like, that did not give me peace, Katie. That gave me anxiety because you're thinking about implementing all of it. Even if you just pick one this year to start working on, I would fully stand behind you. I want you to give yourself so much grace as you are learning how to navigate this because, guys, this is kind of groundbreaking stuff. Like, this is stuff that could really spark a side of your table that you've never experienced before, that people have never experienced before. And with that, it just takes time, okay? So I don't want tears when you try to apologize the first time and it doesn't go well or when you try to engage in dialogue and you're shot down, you know? It's possible that that could happen, but on the other side of that is an unlocking, like we've said before, of hospitality that could change your life. And I really believe that. So as I want to end almost all of our conversations here, I just want to affirm to you that you are capable of this. You have everything you need. If you have breath, if you are living, you are capable of this kind of hospitality and navigating situations like this and building a trust culture. You are ready. So you are capable and you are ready. You are ready to start this, okay? Whether you have experienced, like I've experienced, intentional dialogue and you could just continue in that, 
awesome. If you have experienced the pain and the consequences of not having these things, you are ready. Whatever side you're coming from, you are ready to start this. And we are here to really champion you and just like stand behind you the entire way. The last thing I want to say is you are a good host. You are not only a good host when you have mastered all these things. You are not only, oh my gosh, I'm going to start crying. You are not only a good host when you have X amount of dollars and X amount of square feet. You're a good host right now because you are dedicated to growth and opening your doors and filling your tables. You are a good host. So guys, if you listen to this today and this encouraged you, this is only the beginning of what is going to be a chock full of goodness <laughs> 2021. So again, don't go far. Stay tuned. Uh, you could find new podcast episodes on our website, our emailing list, and our Instagram. If you're like, okay, Katie, this is awesome, got this, but you want to learn more about uh, the food side or the design side, you are going to want to look at our website, gatherintentionalliving.com slash Zoom workshops, um, or just gatherintentionalliving.com, and you will see upcoming classes that are in live time, preparing you for organization, interior design, and food styling and cooking as well. So we got you guys. We have you covered. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to share it with friends and write a review wherever you are listening to your podcasts. Last but not least, we would like to thank our sponsors at Coastal Concepts for sponsoring this episode. See you guys next week. Have you ever felt that if only I could get a home makeover, I would feel so much more comfortable in my space? Well, listen, I have felt that way too, and I might just have the answer for you. If you are from Connecticut, Coastal Concepts Connecticut would love to work with you. Everything from wood flooring to window treatments and everything in between, they are sure to bring you the upgrade and the beauty that you are looking for to transform your space. Their goal is to offer customers with the best products, unrivaled customer support, attention to detail, and all at the best price. Guys, it is all from the comfort of your own home. Listen, if you are interested in reaching out or even calling to ask them a few questions, make sure to let them know that you heard about them from Making Room Podcast by Gather Intentional Living. Do you want to learn more? You could find them at Coastal Concepts Connecticut. Dot com or on Instagram at Coastal Concepts CT.